So joining us right now is a young lady, also a friend of Bernard. Bernard liked her very, very, very much. I do, too. She worked for Donald Trump. She's one of the great economy minds in the country today. And it's our friend, Monica Crowley. Good morning, Monica. How are you? Hey, good morning, Sid. I am well, and thank you so much for having me on today to share some thoughts on our great friend, Bernie McGurk, who, you you know, I am, first of all, let me just say my thoughts and my prayers are with his wife and his family, and um, I know how crushing it is to lose someone so close to you, so my thoughts and prayers are certainly with them. I am absolutely heartbroken. You know, I grew up in New Jersey, so I was always around New York television and New York radio, and I grew up listening to Bernard McGurk on the IMAS program from the time I was a little girl. I grew up, my mom always had Imus in the morning on the, sh- on the radio in the car, and she's bringing us yeah. to school, and there's Imus, and there's Bernie. And, and I, so that, that memory reaches very far back for me, and he always made me laugh. Again, yeah. from the time I was a little girl, he always cracked me up. And then as I progressed in my career, and I actually got to know Don Imus and appear on his show, and Bernard McGurk, and work with them, it was like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> it was like, you know, when you, you sort of meet people who you've always been watching your whole life and, and idolizing to some degree, and they, they have such a critical part of your life and your memory. So when I actually met Bernie, I, I was like blown away. And then, of course, I was even more blown away, not just the fact that he was such a, a broadcasting icon, but the fact that he was such a lovely human being. He was so incredibly talented, and everybody knew that. But those of us who were blessed to know him personally, Sid, as you yeah, and I did, right. and I really consider that a blessing, we got to see the man. And he was so such a good man. Great talent, of course, but what he shared with us was the goodness of his soul and his friendship, and I feel the loss very, very deeply, as I know we all do. Oh, and I know you reached out to me right away when he uh, passed away and uh, wanted to get on uh, the day after. So you were you got hit pretty hard when it first happened, uh, going back a couple of weeks ago. And you've been around a lot of very smart people, a lot of smart people. You mentioned Donald Trump. You mentioned Don Imus. You mentioned Bernie, Steve Mnuchin, and a host of others throughout your glorious career. And everybody keeps saying the same thing. Oh, two things, really. One being that Bernard was uh, the type of guy that really didn't need the attention, the material things, all the stuff that I do need. Uh, he didn't need that. And uh, secondly, that he was always the smartest guy in the room. I know you can attest to both of those. Oh, oh absolutely. But also one of the most modest, if not, not the modest, you know, broadcasting, whether it's television or radio, Sid, we all know, attracts some big egos and attracts some people who are maybe great on the air, but not the best people <laughs> in real life. Bernard was the exact opposite. I mean, he, he just, he didn't do it for the fame. He didn't do it for the fortune. He did it because he was incredibly talented. God had given him a great gift in terms of comedy and brains and intellect and, and quickness of, of mind and spirit. And so he found his calling in broadcasting, and he went and did it, and he loved every minute of it. And any of us who have been around Bernard, both on and off the air, just saw this this lightness of being 
around Bernard, right? I mean, you could be in the worst mood and you could see Bernie coming down the hallway and all he had to do was look at you and you were cracking up. You know, I remember there was one time, I think during the Iraq war, and and Imus and Bernard and I were at MSNBC together. And I remember I really wanted to be on with Imus, but I was a little afraid because Imus was such an intimidating character and because I grew up listening to him in my mind, he looms so huge. And the boss at MSNBC, where I worked at the time, came to me and he said, do you really want this? And I said, absolutely, but I'm terrified. And he said, well, let me talk to Don and I'm going to tell him you're going to be the best guest he'll ever have. So he convinced Imus to have me on. And I, <laughs> I don't get nervous at all anymore, but I was nervous for that, Sid. And I'm I sure. remember Bernie came up to me and he reassured me calmed me down, made me laugh before that first segment with Imus. And it made me feel so much better. It made me feel at peace going into that lion's den. And I'll never forget, yes, Imus led the interview with me. But just knowing that Bernie was there on microphone to rescue me if I needed it (laughs) made a world of difference to me. And ever since that moment, Bernie has always had his eyes, uh, you know, on on me, protecting me both on and off the air, and I will never forget it. Yeah, that's uh, he did that with a lot of folks. A lot of folks came in very, very nervous, and he was able to kind of soothe that before the uh, before the actual action started. And almost every single guest uh, came on and said the same exact thing you just said, which was a great quality that Bernie, in fact, did have. This is Monica Crowley right here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show, as always doing a fantastic job. Bernie, of course, has his uh, big morning coming up tomorrow. Hey, let's get to some of the issues, though, that we've got today. Inflation is still a major, major issue, Monica. Doesn't seem to be any real hope on the horizon anytime soon. The interest rates are still going up. All kinds of economic indicators that say a recession is right around the corner. Give uh, our listeners a reason to be somewhat hopeful that things will change in the next couple of months. Yeah, I would say that the three big issues driving voters this election cycle, said are crime, especially here in the city of New York and the state of New York. I would say the wide open border and all of the problems that that brings. And I would say the economy. So on the economy, you've got a couple of big things. You've got an overall weakening economy. And when you say we're going into a recession, uh uh-uh, we're already in a recession. The first six months of this year, both quarters had negative economic growth. And traditionally, and by definition, that is a recession. So we've already been in a recession. Um, Tomorrow, or rather Thursday, we're going to get the first print of the third quarter GDP. So we'll, we'll know whether third quarter also showed negative growth. We might get a little bit of growth, very marginal in this third quarter, only because inventories and some other things. So people are warning about a deeper and darker and more prolonged recession coming up heading into next year. That is entirely possible. I think it's probably inevitable. So if you think things are bad now, just wait. Oh, my God. All of this is a direct result of unified Democratic control in Washington, D.C. Inflation is just it's it's an oversupply of money. It's too many dollars chasing too few goods. And the reason we're in this position is because Joe Biden and the Democrats chose to spend five trillion dollars in about a year and a half, in about 18 months. 
the total last year that the federal government spent between what the Democrats spent that $5 trillion and the additional $1.8 trillion that the Fed printed and pushed down into the system, a grand total of $6.8 trillion that we don't have and can't afford. So it's not a giant mystery here, Sid, why we've got this crazy inflation where everything is out of control. It was a direct policy. You know, when Trump left office, he handed Biden an inflation rate of 1.4%. Now we're at 8.2%. Again, policies have consequences. Elections have consequences. And that's why here in New York State, where prices anyway, like in a, in a good economic situation, prices are always higher for us New Yorkers, right? Yes. Well, now prices are completely out of control for those of us trying to survive in the state of New York, the city of New York. And that is a direct result of what is coming out of Washington and all of the crazy spending also going on in Albany. That's why we need Lee Zeldin to be elected governor of the state to try to put a stop to everything the Democrats have done here and begin to turn it around. There you have it. What a tremendous appearance. Lee was on at 8.40, and I thought he came off in very impressive fashion as he gets set to debate Kathy Hochul tonight, the one and only governor debate here in New York. Another great appearance, Monica. Thank you for the beautiful words you said about Bernie. He really did love you. So do I. And uh, all the info on the economy as well. I look forward to having you back on again very, very soon. Thank you so much. Anytime, Sid. We all miss Bernie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Monica Crowley, folks, she is great. She really is great.